to Rooney to it. I, I mean, we ain't got mm-hmm. to. No, that's a Friday. Yeah, let's roll. See, we're already live. He doesn't know it. I played a trick on I him. I did. I did. I was just <laughs> over here yapping my gums, man. What the heck, DK? What's yeah. crazy? What's even crazier? Dolly's uh, behind the scenes right now, laughing at me, just not being ready to go. DK, look at that. <laughs> look at that, man. That's whoo. Randy Wagner, you're right, man. You can't hit like to the show starts and we've started, so it needs to be at least one like on that thing, man. Matter of fact, DK, get this thing on the road, man. Uh, is that what we're doing here? All right. Yeah. So here's how it works. Not according to me, but according to Renee Kelly here. She says, okay, on YouTube, it lets you like before the show starts. So you can like before the show. You can like during the show. You can like after the show. The video's still there and it's available to be watched. What's going on, Moan? Man, not a lot today, man. I see we're both uh, decked out in our glasses today. Okay. I'm giving my contacts a rest. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a mutual look, man. You know what what was so crazy about me and glasses as a kid? I used to think that like the jokes, kids are cruel. Okay. We know that first and foremost, they can be, but you be called four eyes or nerd and stuff like that. I'm like, you know what? I like my glasses. I'm gonna continue to wear them too. See, I always thought they gave you a really like smart look, an exceptionally smart look. When you have, because you you don't go for like these. These are these are just these. I mean, this is like off the CVS rack. Yeah. Okay. Oh, say it ain't so, DK. Well, they're just reading glasses. That's all oh. I need. I don't need more than that. But if I don't have them on, I can't see. I can't see, for example, uh, that that Jacob comes in with a whole bunch of what's up, my beautiful people. That's all I got. Yeah. There. By you the know? way, speaking of uh, yesterday, I saw somebody put two letters in there. You know what they are. It was A-B, man. I told you guys, anytime I reach out to him, reaches right back at me, man. And uh, I hit him up yesterday because I was like, you know what? It'd be a shame for me to talk about him on my podcast and not reach out to him. And I did. And just like clockwork, he was like, my brother, man, I appreciate that. I love you back. And I was just like, every time we tap in, he always taps out. Get it, Tony? Toe tap. Tony toe tap 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 in tap out. Uh, we are exactly two weeks today away Ooh. from the NFL drafts opening night, and that means, by the way, for anybody who doesn't know this, the Steelers will pick 17, 32, and 49. And normally, you would think to yourself that they're going to pick 32 at the end of the first night, they're not. They're not the, <laughs> right the, now. No, the, the draft is technically speaking, the 32nd pick is the first pick of the second round and will be treated as such to quote a certain intellectual over there in his glasses. Uh, that's a phrase. I use that from you all the time. Just I like know, in, in daily life, treat them as such before a game treat at Cleveland. <laughs> no Cleveland. doubt. You better believe it. They were like, Oh, and 15. And you're like, we will treat them as such. Never treat them like liberals. Spe- speaking of Cleveland, man, um, I-, I heard they're losing their naming rights too, and I had a cool little joke, man. I think they may go back to like Cleveland Brown Stadium or Cleveland Stadium or something like that. And I was like, that's pretty cool, man. They can be Cleveland Brown Stadium on Toilet Bowl Field. <laughs> <laughs> it's always screwed AFC North. <laughs> Grow up. 
First Energy, they, they, I didn't know they, they they yanked out of their deal or whatever, right? Yeah. How does an energy company to. run out of money? Maybe only in Cleveland, right? It's like setting a river yeah. on fire. Right? Yes, indeed. Yeah, I saw somebody call it uh, Big Ben Stadium. Oh, <laughs> That's no. even better. That's, That's even better, good, DK. Actually. I like uh, it. To answer yeah, the question, so somebody asked earlier, uh, four-wheeler uh, or jet ski? DK, four-wheeler. Uh, I've gone on jet skis before, actually, like at Ben's Lake House in Georgia. It is really? fun. Yeah, Ben took us down there, man. Mike Adams, man, almost knocked me into the lake the way he was going crazy on the lake. It was, hey, that that's a very dangerous thing. <laughs> Be careful if y'all are lake type of folks with jet skis. Oh, no, all the suggestions are coming in for naming the Brown Stadium. And it's – uh. I'm trying to look just for the ones that are clean. <laughs> There's no. not a whole lot of them. Uh, Moan, no. when we're looking ahead to the draft here, uh, if you all all things being equal, yeah, everything being equal, everything right there. Uh, if just pick a position, not not prioritizing a position, not suggesting that they should take a position over another if it's a lesser player. Everything being equal, when 17 comes, what do you want? I'm going to be honest with you, without having to name a name of a player, if it's me, DK, I'm taking a D lineman. D lineman. And he, I know. And, no, and I'm here's totally why. With you. I'm totally with you. It's like I, sometimes I think that on some like shows like this, where people will, will disagree with each other just to try to create some kind of whatever. It's, I was going to say D lineman. Yeah. Yeah, and, and that's where I'm at with the two DK. And I'll say for this reasons, this reason right here, when you have a really good, aggressive, uh, talented defensive front, mm-hmm. it really puts a lot of pressure on the, the opposing offensive line. I won't front like but when, when the Ravens were really good, when they had their run stoppers and also pass rushes off the edge, it changes your mentality throughout the week. Not in a sense of fear, not in a sense of, oh, this is, you know, you, you have all that anxiety that goes into it. Right. It just right. makes you really dial in and, and say what you want to about how much the passing game is this and how much, you know, how much we want Kenny Pickett to grow. If the D line is getting after the opposing quarterback. It changes the timing of everything moving forward. DK. It just does. I'll say this. If you get me a stud of a defensive lineman still paired up with cam with Alex Highsmith with TJ Watt, right? I'll take a corner in the second round or that 32nd pick. There's still some quality being left. And I, I think it's fair to DK to tell uh, our listeners what the draft picks are this year. First round, 17 pick. You have a second first round pick at 32. You have a second round pick at 49th. Third at 18, uh, at 80th. Fourth at 120. No pick in the fifth. No pick in the sixth. You got 234 and 241. DK, those first one, two, three, four, five picks. That's some good real estate. That is some good capital to have right there, DK. It, it is. I, I think that w- when you're when you're looking at that pick and you're thinking about not just 2023. Yeah. If you go really macro on this, the defensive line as a whole, unless you're really banking on Demarvin Leal, and I don't know that they're doing that. Right. Okay. I don't right. know that that that's. 
that's not attached to him is what I'm saying. I'm sure they'd love it. I'm sure he'd mm-hmm. love it. Okay. But they're not sitting there going, yes, this guy is a fixture on the defensive line for years to come. No way of knowing that. No yeah. way of knowing that. Right. But if you start just building up that room again, you know, we talked about this with the offensive line now for two years. Okay. Cause all of you guys decided to just leave at the same bleeping time <laughs> and, and screw everything over. But the defensive line, you know, Cam is still there. Uh, Larry Ogunjobi was brought back. You can do this piece at a time, but you got to start at some point. You do. You know, and- that, get a get a second. You know, Stefan Tuitt was a second-round pick, everybody. Second-round yeah. pick. Yeah, he, he was, man. And I'll say that, too, man, for good reasons. He had to pull out of playing football for himself and family and stuff like that. And I'm okay with that. But <laughs> that also had a ripple effect, too, didn't it, DK? Like, oh, oh, wait, ding that bell. Yeah. Ding that bell. Yeah. Oh, no. Look, we have a yeah. winner. Yeah, the Masuda. Oh, oh, no. <laughs> we have been disrupted. Oh. Michael Wade. Michael Wade with the My- massage parlor. Can, so can I say this? These- yeah, yeah. Can I say this? As much, as much hate. Seven received from them, okay? Specifically them. They were the nastiest with the stuff said about Ben. You know what, Michael Wade? I don't know what gift you're going to win, but you win today by na- by renaming Cleveland Brown Stadium to the massage parlor, the sir. Massage yes, you win. He gets a free I mean, uh, with fish, fish fry or something. Puppy Bowl and Tidy Bowl Stadium and fully yeah. guaranteed Stupidity Stadium and Odell's dad's field. And everything else that's there, you are not people. It is over. Michael Wade has triumphed over you all. What were we even yeah. talking about, Mona? I just saw that. Man, we were talking about to it and the D line okay. and everything. Yeah. You're, you're right. They they were nasty and have always been nasty fans. They're faithful, but they're nasty fans. So yes, the new Cleveland Brown Stadium is now called the uh, <laughs> the Courtesy Flush Stadium. Is good. Too. Just the massage parlor. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. Wow. Amos, I know, man. We're trying to be better human beings, but. Wait, no, we're not trying that hard. <laughs> we go to the depths, okay? Of the, of the... We're not trying that hard here. Uh, we're... Take a bow. Take, he took a bow. You see what he said? Bows for the audience. Here, here's how here's how I feel. Well, here's how I feel to, to wrap up the, the, the draft concept here, at least from my perspective. Yeah. I believe that you can solve both the now and the future if you get the player that you want at yes. the defensive line position. Okay. Now, you can't force it either. There are a lot of people who say you're not going to like what's there uh, right. at 17. Like, if you don't get – you know, Carter, you're you're not getting anybody. And and, and I mean, go ahead. I have a rebuttal to that. I'll be honest with you. I didn't know much much about Cam at the time or what Cam was gonna turn into. Those same and doubts he, were held about TJ Watt. Yep. Mm-hmm. Same doubts were held about TJ Watt, were they not? I mm-hmm. didn't know much about Tuit at the time. So who's to say because it's not the one you love or the guys that you think are the greatest coming out of this year's draft? that there's not going to be a gym there. Cam worked his way into being this good, and he'll probably be one of the first ones to tell you. Like, he has natural talent. Cam is strong as an ox, okay? Yeah, he's, he's he, a freak. Yeah, but, but, DK, you've been around him. His motor 
is what drives him over the top, right? It's his motor, It's but it's not just a physical motor, which is the way most people think about it. Like, TJ's got an insane motor. TJ oh actually – it's actually the first word that comes to mind with him among football people. It's mm-hmm. the motor. It's the how yeah. is he doing this at this pace? Yeah, uh, yeah. But but Cam has that both on and off the field. He does. Okay, he's that he driven. Does. He he does. So you out and you guys know I say this when you're building a team, you're building template, you you're you're filling in spots that you've already had in place. I say this look for characteristics or characteristics of, of what you're trying to build on after Cam. And I think you'll find a guy like that, man. Oh, welcome to the city, uh Javante. I'm I'm here for that, man. You'll love Nashville. Go down Broadway one weekend. You're gonna have a hell of a time, and I promise you. Yeah, Broadway, stay there, but look for the real country. Don't go That's off true, to those side yeah. streets and find that that all ritzy, popped up country. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? The, <laughs> yeah. the, the, the rock band sounding stuff here. Find yourself some, I mean, obviously, which is there a month ago, but find yourself some honest bluegrass. Find Go in or find somebody that's got yeah. like, like a hole in the wash tub. And they're, you know, Nashville is nice. Germantown is a good spot. You can't understand what they're saying because it's from some drawl from a century ago. That's, that's Nashville. That, that's what you want here. Uh, Hey guys, we will be right back uh, after this to bring you the only segment that matters. It's all Hey Mom. At DK Pittsburgh Sports, we take pride in coverage that connects our city's fans to their favorite teams. Now, that connection's stronger than ever. Introducing our all-new state-of-the-art app. Find expert inside reporting and original podcasts. Check live box scores. Track the latest stats. Chat it up with our community of thousands of fans, all in one place. The new app from DK Pittsburgh Sports. Coverage that connects. They just will not stop with this Cleveland stuff. What have we opened he puts here? A couple more up there. It's some know, good ones up there, man. I mean, you, you know, they teach you. You know, don't don't fight City Hall on this stuff here. Uh, we have uh, from from Jim Fairfield. There are no happy endings in Cleveland. Come on, please draft into the Twilight Zone and never heard of again. That's so oh, true. One of the, no. the the world's best massage envy. Go ahead, <laughs> massage envy. <laughs> if they put a bid in on that one, boy, that's going to be. Let's not act like Miami didn't have a crazy bid in on their stadium, too. Which one of those uh, sites was it, DK? It was, it was a porn site that put a bid in on name and rights for Miami Stadium. Oh, that was good. Oh, um, um, was it Pornhub? Oh, I, I don't think it was that. I don't think it was something that was it that flagrant, them? but it was, it, was, it was something like that. I'm sure somebody here will, will be aware of it here. <laughs> Nothing that freaking flagrant. Oh, man. Let, let's get this oh, one that's... out of the way here. David Mathias says, according to some reporters, the Steelers are talking to the Bears about moving to nine in the draft. David, David, no. It is not according to some reporters. It was according to one Twitter account called at Chicago underscore NFL. The yeah. dude paid his $8 and got his check mark on Twitter. Okay, please pay attention to people who actually do this stuff for a living, not somebody who's trying to get a whole bunch of, you know, nonsense out there in page views. Uh, Doug Meek says, 
Uh, do you guys think Mason Cole's position is safe and solidified? Uh, I appreciate the kind words and the contribution, Doug. Thanks, man. Yeah. What do you and think? Mason Cole? Why, why, does it, why does his name ever even come up? I've seen this before from other fans. Why? Man, Mason's had a – he had a really good year. Oh, and yeah. I've said this before. Yeah, I think he's become the vocal leader inside of that room. Uh, the, the tone setter in the sense, and you need that from that position. I think the center position is a very primary position to play on the offensive line. You have to be really smart. You got to be really consistent. And you got to be a guy that knows the offense just as well as the quarterback does too. And he was physical as heck too last year. I think he's good. I think Herbert comes in as, as depth. I don't look at anybody really coming for his position this year. I think you got a really good starter and you got a, a, a known backup behind him and Herbert too. So, I see no no reason to look over his shoulder when it comes down to it. Plus, I'll say this, too. His pace suggests that he got at least a couple years here in uh, Pittsburgh, DK. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's that, not that's a throwaway. Another, he's not – no, he's not somebody you're just going to say. He played a big role in this, especially at the beginning. But the other thing yeah. I'm going to add here that people might not know is that he might have played – you never know this for sure, but he might have played – through the most significant injury out of anything that anybody was actually tolerating and going out there. And that's, again, with all due respect, TJ yeah. was playing through, through ribs and, and everything else here. But I know from watching Mason Cole uh, before and after games and the way he was hobbling in and out of there, he could have taken a couple of games off and nobody would have batted an eyelash. That, that's somebody that I want on my side. You know who else I want on my side, Moan? Who's that? Three <laughs> expert chefs. As Casey reminds us that we have not yet done the responsible thing and That's let real. everybody know once again that, uh, oh, I'll find it. Let the get-go cafe. <laughs> Come on, DK. Don't make me right do there, it off the top of the brain, man. Qualities yeah. at the core of every menu item, where, as Casey Kester can testify, Three expert chefs fine-tune every detail so that every sub-burger, salad, wrap, drink, and app is crafted for what they call crave-ability. Order your favorite entry at the Get-Go Cafe and Market today. Better believe it. By the way, the weird background, I'm in Ohio where they have Get-Go's. Uh, in fact, there's one like like half a mile from where I am. I'm uh, near Columbus where the Penguins are concluding their season tonight let's see what else we got here from everybody else here uh the robert Kraft jr stadium i don't even get that one Do you? <laughs> I, have no idea. I don't but the fact that they're naming after patriots is even better yeah if you didn't know the cleveland browns uh, i think are losing first energy namesake on the stadium so we're we're renaming it right now as the Steelers podcast so uh there's a few <laughs> really good names that's come by dk mm-hmm. the dead sea monster says hey moan what do you personally look for when evaluating a young offensive lineman that's an uh, interesting thing to throw in there because you know you can evaluate the guys who've been in the pros because you know what's expected of them in the pros this is yeah. different uh being physical that's the first thing that's going to come to mind because if if for anything that's all you need to begin with okay is he physical secondly how does he learn the ability to learn because learn and forget to DK because there are going to be mistakes. There's guys that's played in this league for a while that know all the tricks of the trades when it comes down to beating you and embarrassing you. Can you learn quickly and can you forget quickly on the bad plays? That's one thing a lot of guys struggle with in the NFL. And then the other part would probably be uh, his feet, his feet and hips. 
you look at those things too, because I've seen guys, and I just say to myself, oh my God, he's so stiff. And I wasn't even the most limber dude, but I can move well, DK. Dudes that are too stiff and robotic. But what is oh. that? No, no, no. Tell me what your eyes see. I hear, I hear football people using terms like, uh, yeah, but look at the hips. Look what he's doing with the hips. And I'm going to myself, what are you talking about? Like, what are you actually talking about when you say that? What is stiff? The stiff is not being able to roll your hips on a on a run or being able to open up your hips whenever you got a run block. If you have a guy that is um trying to block someone and the okay. D lineman gets around him and he can't move his, move his hips in front of him to kind of cover him up at the end of the play, not even at the beginning because initially a D lineman will win. If I can't roll my hips around a get in front of a guy or at least push him by or if you beat me over the top and I look like a um and I look like a flamingo in space spinning that's like what I mean like you'll see guys that are just stiff as like like two by fours DK like it's it's very glaring yeah that makes sense and that's I mean I gotta tell you one of the things I like about Dan Moore is that I I feel that he has he has the ability yeah yeah right but I'll say this too. You see that also on outside rushers. Like you don't want a very stiff dude rushing off the edge. That ability, the, the most elite guy I've ever seen, seen bend when I say flexibility. Okay. It's not even a stiller. Von Miller. Yeah. Freak. <laughs> you, you see what I'm saying? Like look at his bend versus somebody else coming into the league. Like that's not a very flexible person. Well, on that note, James asks you, what was your best technique? My best technique, I'm going to be honest. I would never tell anybody to do what I do unless, one, you were my size or uh, you were strong enough. Mine was allowing guys to get into my chest, and I was strong enough and big enough to be able to stop them. Coaches will tell you most times, like, punch them. You see what I'm saying? Like, I would allow guys to get into your chest is. I, is, I would square a guy you're up. absorbing them. I'm absorbing them with my okay. hands underneath. Most people tell you, punch here. I would probably come under and punch a guy instead of punching through their chest. Because Why? of Pouncey's size, he will tell you that. Pounce will tell you he had to punch guys to get them off of him because he wasn't heavy enough. Not that he wasn't heavy enough, he wasn't big enough. He's facing guys that's like 340, 350, right? And Pounce is probably <laughs> 290 to 310, depending sure. on the day, right? So for yeah. a guy like him, he had to punch to reset their rush. Me, I could punch. I could wait on the guy to make a move, and because of my hips and footwork and technique, I could move a guy around. I wasn't a big puncher. Some people would probably call me a clamper with the way I pass blocked. I try to teach kids that I train these days to DK to punch, you know, punch and get them off of you to touch punch, but it doesn't work for everybody. So if you got the size and the athletic ability to work in your own little technique, you do those. And I'll say this too, Munch was okay with a guy like myself doing it. I had other coaches before him that tried to say, you got to punch him, Ramon. And Munch would be like, no, let him. Like, invite him into the phone booth is what he would tell me. If you use the word lunch at any point in this segment, you will have gotten in tunch, punch, munch, and lunch. Just pointing it out there here. (laughs) Dr. Shadow wants to know what who who was my – most surprising draft pick that I can remember. I mean, it's I got one th- too. There's low hanging fruit with the long snapper. Okay. Uh, that you know, it was Camp Canada. And, and, you know, just taking a long snapper at any point in the draft seems, seems nuts. Uh, same goes for Presley Harvin. 
But if you set those guys aside, um, I, I'm going to – I go back to really that I remember the reaction, the instant reaction that everybody had to Jarvis Jones. Oh, yeah? And how unpleasant it was. And 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 yet, boy, I ended up really liking Jarvis. Like one Great of, dude. Oh. He's coaching at Georgia right now. Great dude. And I'll tell you what, I'd love to learn. If I was a player at Georgia, I'd love to learn from Jar- from, from Jarvis. Uh, he'd be a great teacher, great student of the game. Not his fault. No, He was drafted so undersized for that position that left tackles just literally ate him alive. Yeah. He didn't even exist yeah. in the NFL. My- so I'm going to say Jarvis. My biggest shock, <laughs> and he got a one up on me. He got seven up on me, regardless of what I say. Uh, my biggest shock was probably Artie Burns. Really? Yeah. At the time. Even at the time. I, I Let me say this. I didn't know a lot about Artie. All I knew at that point was Artie was a, uh, a fast guy, and we were looking for speed post Ike Taylor and that type of stuff with – the change in the NFL, I think, for the most part. Not that I wasn't high on uh, on Artie or anything like that, but I was just a little shocked by it a little bit, too. And Artie's still in the NFL at this point. Uh, yes, so, he is, actually, to his this, credit. Yep. This is where I cheddar Bob myself from eighth mile. Heck, I'm talking about I was surprised by his draft pick, and he was a first-rounder, and I was undrafted. So that's that's where I, I stand on that one. But I, I didn't – not saying that they were wrong, but I didn't under, I didn't see that one being a, a draft pick. <laughs> Black Air Force Energy Stadium. Uh, <laughs> somebody does bring up a couple of readers have brought up that the the, the, the Kraft joke was in reference to his own massage troubles uh, down in Florida. So, <laughs> oh, I, 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 I get it. I get it. <laughs> I get it now. Yeah, it it's now. actually pretty good. <laughs> Uh, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh started. started its stadium. Yeah, all uh, right, all right. I got one. Um, uh, assault stadium too. How about that one? Oh boy, hitting people with helmets. <laughs> oh, I thought you were referring to oh, uh, you assault stadium, oh, helmet, okay. helmet assault stadium. I'm good with that one too. Okay, uh, let's see what else everybody has here. Shakira, Shakira, again another reference to the to the hips. To hips, gotta have the hips. Uh, uh, your favorite is a former guard, low level. Oh, your hips on. tell you where someone is going. Hips don't lie. Does that make sense? Uh, I agree with that to some extent because you can tr- you can trick it a little bit um, at, at, with the way you set stuff up. Guys are a little bit. <laughs> they're they're crafted with how they're trying to get after you with the quarterback. I agree with you on this. You follow the stomach area and what they're doing, but don't ever find yourself leaning because at that point it is a wrap on that one. Okay, you can find yourself in a bad position. I always say, you're right about hips and feet. They're gonna tell you where you need to go as long as you can manage the hands that they use on you at the beginning of the rush. I'll give that to you right there. Uh, that's that's pretty fair. Good one here from Stanton Smith says, hey, Moan, in your opinion, who's the greatest left guard or really any offensive lineman of all time? Can't be much. I just tied your hands up there. You know, and I talked about him earlier today. I gave this guy some flowers, man, and and don't even um, didn't even talk to him. You want to know who it is? And I'm going to exclude Steelers. Marshall Yonda. I Marshall Yonda. How you feel about him because you were the only one for people who go way back to the beginning of the Ramon Foster show. You were the only one who reigned all over the Ravens. 
before yeah. the season, the season after they'd lost him. You were the one who said uh, so much of what they do is dependent on Yanda uh, yeah. to be as special as he is. They were never going to replace him with a single guy, and to replace him with multiple guys uh, wasn't going to work with the offense. He was the one a lot of people felt, yourself included, that made the 200, 250 yards, oh. obviously, and Lamar, too. Oh, listen to me. He checked every single box. One, let me say this. Great person, great, great attitude about him, okay? All right, now we got that out the way. He could move left to right, back and forth. He could pass block. He could run block. He could pull. He played guard. Left guard, right guard, also played left and right tackle, if I'm not mistaken, and he probably snapped the ball, too. In this era of trying to get guys in the Hall of Fame, guards, specifically interior guys, I'm, I'll am i probably throw eggs at Cannon Hall of Fame. I'm a drive there from Hendersonville, you hear me? And I got a lifetime membership because I'm a former player, okay? I'll drive there and throw eggs at Ken if he's not a first ballot HOF. That's how good Marshall Yonder was, and he's a raven. And I say that, okay? That dude is phenomenal. Nasty. Oh, I, I'm done, okay? But Marshall Yonder, to me, is probably one of the greatest in our era. You guys, and when I say you guys, I'm referring to offensive linemen in general. Look at so much tape of other offensive linemen, yeah. which in theory, really, you would think that you would be spending that time, <laughs> <laughs> you know, studying yeah. the guys that you're going against. But some of the best conversations I've ever had around you guys have been about, you know, this guy from that team or that guy from some other team. Uh, Alejandro Villanueva uh, had a, almost a, a worship level respect for um, help in, in Green Bay, David Bakhtiar. Uh, and, and just, you know, just loved yeah. what he, he would tell me that awesome. he would go in there and just watch him. He's I'm just yeah. sitting in the room here and I'm just watching him. He's playing my position. I can't play it like that. We're not the same person, but I, I really, really want to, you know, I want to be as good as that guy is. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's, what's so very interesting about it. Like, and that's the thing I, I love to watch, like the way Yonda would play guys and play him his way. But I'd also have to remind myself, I don't block the way he does. I'm mm -hmm. watching him to see how he's minimizing their every move. I never like, like said, okay, I'm going to start because he will punch guys and get off the line of scrimmage very quick. I don't play like that. I just needed to know how he beat him. Chase says, why didn't Gerald Hawkins work out? Oh, Gerald, couldn't get on the field, man. Couldn't put uh, on the field. I tell you what, you got to have the right team. You got to have the right athletic ability. And the last part is you got to have a little bit of luck. Gerald yeah. had bad luck. None. Bad, bad luck. Love Gerald, okay, with a J. Gerald, man, so did, came out of so LSU. Did your head coach, yeah. Oh, yeah. And this is the thing. Gerald came out as a young guy. There were some people that said had he stayed, he'd probably be like a first or second rounder. And I think – go ahead. Yeah. Uh, well, is it possible, too, that if he stays a little bit longer, the body sturdies up and he arrives in closer to NFL shape, to use another Tomlinism? Is that yes. possible? It, I think that was for him. Uh, I'll say this. He had the knee injury, um, um, I think, and then I think he ended up having another one right after that. Injury bug got him. Foot. Yep. He had, foot. he had the foot issue, yeah. And as soon as, he got as soon as he got back healthy, he got injured again. Gerald was on his way. He was actually competing against uh, – he was actually competing against Chris Hubbard at the time, I mm -hmm. think, before he got injured, man. And he was a lock to make the team. That was easy. And all Hubbard did was keep right on playing. 
Yeah, he did. <laughs> Went to the Browns. Yeah. Sure did. Exactly. Kept right on playing here. Uh, we're going to take a couple more today here. Rated R Gang says, hey, Moan, if you have a chance to change the color of the uniform, what would it be? The Steelers uniform? All black? With white outline, gong? probably. Do we have a gong or something that we can hit? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we got that. Uh, I, I'd go all black. Black numbers with uh, white outline uh, numbers and names on the back. That's probably about as significant as I go. Or like a ghost silver on the helmet or something. Yeah. I, I wouldn't change it too yeah. much. So we're already a basic jersey anyway. I hope that people understand, and there's not not everybody does. As I've mentioned before here, there are a lot of Steelers fans who've never even been to Pittsburgh or can't find it on a map. They just love the franchise. Um, is that the Pittsburgh colors, the black and gold, go back to the original Pittsburgh crest on the flag that goes back 250 years. Okay, wow. This is not something that some marketing person came up with. There is a reason that the city of Pittsburgh is the only one in North America the only city in North America where all of the teams, Steelers, Penguins, and Pirates, have the same colors, same first name. And then guess what? The minor league soccer team went black and gold. And, and every, you have no choice yeah. in Pittsburgh but to be black and gold or you're not yeah. Pittsburgh. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 100%. Even Pitt is close with the blue and gold, man. Yeah, but Pitt's, Pitt's colors are also honest. They go back to their own crest, which, again, well, extends back go. to the late 1700s. So Pitt is true. That's why everyone – remember when Pitt in the, in the NCAA tournament, the basketball team was wearing yeah. – the, the, They called them their city jerseys. Mm-hmm. And all the Pitt people were mad about it. And it's like, I'm thinking I, I would be too because those aren't Pitt colors, but then that's not yeah. a professional team. Yeah, exactly. There we go. You know, here's something we can all agree on. Yes, I agree with you on that. Bring <laughs> back the block tougher? letters. Didn't you feel I did. tougher when you went on those, the field? Those pictures that I have, like in my phone and on my computer. Oh my gosh, those are some nice looking pictures. We play well in those jerseys too. Justin comes <laughs> in with exactly four dollars and twelve cents for the Brown Stadium renaming. Laughs. We should distribute that to all four hundred and twelve people. <laughs> you guys are full of it with their suggestions yeah color rushes were pretty nice though they are they are i'm, you know, I'm okay that, that's with the a color pretty rushes. pretty sleek look to it yeah um, no let's see what else we have under the uh because ramon has a little category that he sets off to the side here I you do. guys don't know this little secret thing he puts a star on it uh someone bunk murphy wants to know if did you ever work out with number 92 and i don't think he means practice i think he's talking about actually in the, like, weight, in the weight room, room. One thing about James, James got there super early. Heck, we got there early, too. Me and Marquise was there just as early as he was, but he was already three-quarters through his workout. And there would be some times we were doing, like, hip thrusts and stuff like that with weight. He'd be like, hey, a little bit more on there, will you please? Like, that's no, James. But really? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, he did it in a joking way. He's a very funny dude, man. James is a hilarious human being, despite the menacing look on his face. Uh, really funny dude. But I'll, I'll say this about him, man. Hard worker, great dude, um, and even better teammate, too. But his workouts are insane. I'd always joke with him. If you ever see me under his uh, Instagram post, he used to tell us, like, you can block all good and well, but how big is your back? You know, and that's the reason I always mess with him because he's always doing pull-ups or some type of eccentric, uh, some type of eccentric lift inside of the weight room. 
Yeah, there's it's it's difficult to to put into words uh, the work ethic that that he has always had, and I should say that he has because if you follow him on Instagram, as a lot of us do, and yeah. you see that he's still doing it, mm-hmm. I don't know what he's doing it for. I, I could just picture Life. him sitting there by the phone, right? You know, he, he was for somebody to call. And you know what, though, you say that he was one of the first ones to yell out in the weight room one day. It was the off season. I was still in Pittsburgh, and he was just like, "Hey, Mo, you know how you get in shape?" I was like, "Do what, Debo? You stay in shape." I was like, "Fair, that's fair. That's how he lives, though, man." And I'm waiting for his sons, James and Henry to pop up on the scene. I'm not sure if they're playing football right now, but I know he has them in the lab. Like I'm, I'm very excited to see some of my former teammates sons. Like we're seeing Joey Porter jr. Right now, turning to those dudes. Ryan Clark kid is at Arizona state. Uh, there's a few guys that got players around the league. Larry foot got a couple boys, two of them, not mistaken. Like it's going to be interesting to see these legacy kids coming to the NFL at some point. Watch how long it takes us to answer this one. Ready? Yeah. One, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Two, three. Who's winning, Debo versus Peasy? Oh, Debo, come on, come on. Peasy got a he he got an attitude about him though, man. Attitude, attitude. Ooh. Where's Debo gonna go? Debo's going low. He's gonna go low, and he's gonna get filthy. Yeah, he's going low. <laughs> he's he got some height on him. So you're right. Leverage wins on that one. Debo probably takes him down. But I'll tell you this: in the world of trash talking, I got Peasy though. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah so do the bengals special teams or whoever no it's the bengals defense right since we're talking about old guys i guess it's fair to bring this one up too this is from dr shadows fans hey moan films mm. when did you know it's time to retire I answered this one before but it's always unique <laughs> when recovery became a little bit harder that was that was one of the first signs that i knew that last offseason of 2019 like i was just like all right it's time to go work out like i was motivated when i got there but the drive, the uh, the workout itself, and the recovery was a little bit longer than it actually was. Yeah, you hear that the, there's more and more emphasis now on recovery. And that's the, the number one reason, by the way, that NFL athletes balk the way they do about these Thursday night games because they don't feel like they can they can mend the muscles that have just been stretched to back yeah. to where they need to go, you know, <laughs> in, 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 in time. For a Thursday's game here, Travion points out why is everybody discounting Isaiah Loudermilk like he isn't even on the team? You know what, Travion? I, I don't. There's a difference between discounting and maybe being a little bit discouraged. I, I felt like Isaiah had opportunities this year to yeah. make an impression on the coaching staff, and I feel like that those impressions were instead made by Demarvin Leal. Isaiah was on the field; he had <laughs> chances. That's yeah. all the team can give you. All yep. they can do is put you out there. It's the only thing you can ask of them. Yeah, uh, man, that's what I would tell you too, man. Splash matters, y'all. Like, you better make a splash. Like, me starting those four games my rookie year, they counted for something. I was able to hold my own against some of the best in the NFL, and the next year I knew I had to do something different. Splash matters, uh, and no matter how big the name is at the time as far as the fan base goes. Yeah, see, Dwayne says, was he available all season? He was. He wasn't getting a helmet. He was. So, and he tell me, Dwayne, how, how much do you remember from him? Yeah. You know? Well, and, what and, was your favorite Isaiah Loudermilk play of the year? And let's say this too, DK. In the world of ever-changing young guys trying to replace old dudes, 
if the mm-hmm. young dude, the Marvin Lee all come in and do something nice, guess what happens? He's the one that gets the reps because he, he comes stays. a little bit cheaper. Yeah. And I can teach him a little bit more. What have you done for me within the last quarter or so? That old Janet Jackson <laughs> okay. song, What Have You Done For Me Lately? Yeah. Lee comes in with, hey, Moon, did you ever wear those gold helmets yeah. with the I did. black jerseys? Absolutely love that uniform. Talk about a throwback, by the way. When you see the wow. Steelers shots of them they're in the Forbes Field era, that's what that's what they've oh, got yeah. on. It's a really nice look. They outlawed that a little while back because you had to switch helmets, and those helmets weren't certified. After the last time we played in those helmets, I kept my game helmet. It's actually upstairs in my man cave. Yeah, I, I actually enjoyed that. I will say this. I didn't love the white pants, though. I wasn't a huge fan of those. Oh, yeah. Dude, I, see, if I was – and I'm not. If I was an offensive <laughs> lineman, I, I'd want to have white pants because I just want to show how dirty they are, like, right away. Yeah. <laughs> you know, did you guys give grief to anybody who came off with a clean? Uh, you know? Well, Ben, he'd be the only one. He'd walk off. And say, no, hey. That's good, though. Yeah, that's good it is. It is. But he'd be the first ones to kind of tell us, like, hey, they don't even have to wash this. And Pat's one of our equipment guys. Pat, don't even have to wash this one. We'd be in the back just smiling like, yeah, we kept our guy clean today. Now, thanks to Lee for the contributions of the show. Thanks to everybody uh, for participating today this was a, another really really oh come on nick no nick, nick wouldn't let us go he just he hijacked the software and he jumps in and says mo do you think the steelers bringing in five interior offensive line draft prospects out of their top 30 visits is a smoke screen which they don't do nah. or do you think that the steelers will actually draft another interior offensive lineman after all the signings Depth is a lot. I mentioned Herbick earlier, right? Yes. Kendrick Green's on the fence. Kendrick's on the fence. He got a splash. Uh, I saw somebody ask that question earlier. Fence. Yeah, he is on the wrong <laughs> side of it. Uh, I saw somebody ask, can he salvage that? I, 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 I will believe Marquise when it says it, he takes, it, take, it takes time to get guys where you need them to as pros. But I think we've all seen a lot of them. And the fact that he didn't really sniff the field. No, he didn't sniff the field last year. They're probably looking over his head now for his next replacement. So with that being said, whether that be a third, a fourth round, or maybe even a sixth round draft pick for the Steelers, they're going to always view, look at guys when it comes down to the interior offensive line. And let's say this too. There are teams around this division that need uh, that need the interior offensive linemen too. A lot of it is just intel because this is the thing about young guys. Young guys will give up a lot of information on those visits. It's a lot of psychological play that goes into those visits. And, and also, they, the, the psychological play and everything else tends to come into play later on. If yes. those players don't make it with their teams, and they end up being those guys that kind of float around in the, in the NFL empty space, okay, yep. uh, you will always hear Mike Tomlin say of a guy that they'll bring in years later, and they'll say, yeah, we had him in for a draft visit. We liked him. We da 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 And they'll remember it. Like It's like you're thinking oh, yeah. it was just dinner or something, but they remember it. Some of these, these visits are just for intel. And like you said, DK, down the line paperwork to say, we did our due diligence. We feel comfortable on bringing him in. That sounds like <laughs> Coach Tomlin right there. Donald Tillman gives us a, a closing laugh here. He says, didn't Paisy get on the Ravens bus and bully the whole team? He did, I don't think he got on the bus, right? Yeah, I don't he think he did. It. He, approached he approached it. I think he got on the bus in Denver, didn't he? It wouldn't surprise me. 
I still don't know, and I think it is documented. I still don't know if PZ got shot and played a football game. Is that true? Well, he no. He, he okay. was yelling in Denver that, that no, he was yelling uh where when they beat the Bengals, they shot me in Denver. They shot me in the rear end. And that was supposed to be his big motivational thing that everybody was supposed to get <laughs> as if it had anything to do with anything. He was he yeah, he took some kind of bullet at some point and it was in Denver. I wasn't sure if that not... was true or not. Cause oh no, no, it was very true. It's it was, very it true. Was, yeah, police report and everything. Yeah. Okay. I never even asked PZ about that, man. And I was around him for years. Yeah, he's yelling at he's yelling at the at the at the rest of the Steelers locker room. They shot me in Denver. Like what oh. was everyone else supposed to say to that? Um, okay. He was Oh yeah, no, here Fort... it is. He was shot in Fort Collins, Colorado. Okay. So, okay. Yeah, they shot me in Denver was what he was yelling. Uh, the NFL films caught it. So, yeah, it's pretty good stuff here. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> that is hilarious. Yeah, we've had we've had quite the variety of stuff today, huh? We have, man. Uh, we renamed Cleveland Brown Stadium. We did that numerous times, times Actually, day. 412 times we did Four. it. Yes, we did. Um, good show today, man. I told you earlier, I got, I'm got. i going to be out of pocket tomorrow, so this will be the week's show. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm out tomorrow, too. I'm, I'm in. Obviously, I'm in Ohio. I'm going to be traveling back tomorrow. And uh, so this is it for the week on the Ramon Foster Show. Make sure you go to the subscribe thing right yeah subscribe share tell a friend about it man we appreciate you guys uh we ride pittsburgh toddy you knew that <laughs> we ride baby all right guys we will do it again monday and it's going to start getting real hot and heavy uh, as it relates yeah. to the draft other moves and everything else that that that, that approaches it. it it's it's about time to get serious yeah no doubt Can about we do it man Can we yeah do absolutely all right. yeah no never Get it? Four eyes? <laughs> What's that have to do with the Brown Stadium? Because <laughs> I have my glasses on. Get it? Four uh, eyes? Okay. <laughs> Y'all be good.